It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Hi, <laughs> Hi, Julie. Thank you for that. It was beautiful. I'm trying to get you into the Christmas spirit, Linio. I appreciate that. Are you in the Christmas spirit right now? I can't say that I am just yet. Yeah, me either. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think that's okay, though. That's what I've come to. The magic of Christmas is still there. It's the chaos of Christmas that I'm not into right now. I actually talked with the Lisses yesterday evening. Amy Lisses family? Yes. yes. I called Amy and she was in the car with her mom and dad. They were going out for family dinner and then they were going to go see this incredible light display, apparently somewhere outside of Chicago. And I was saying how I wasn't quite feeling Christmassy yet. And Kathy Liss essentially said, you just need to come over and hang out with us. We are all about it. You need a little list love. Yes. And I said that I had just started listening to some Christmas carols on the 24-7 Christmas radio station. And Amy said, you just started? (laughs) You know what? I think I also haven't been as into the Christmas spirit is I haven't had to put any decorations up because I'm a going to England. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, Cheerio. We're off to England. What's going on in England? Um, we're going to see Ian's family for yeah for two weeks. We hadn't we haven't been in ten years for Christmas. I do have a favor to ask of you. Then <laughs> what? Can you please give Queen Ruthie and King Eddie a big hug for me? Yes, of course. Of course. I'm looking forward to seeing them. I can't wait. So next time we talk, it will be from England, and I will talk like this. Just like this. The whole time. We'll do the whole time like this. And and I'll have all these awesome little quotes from Ruthie Babes. We should explain, Ruthie and Eddie are your in-laws. They are fantastic and phenomenal. And if I could put Ruthie in my pocket and just take her everywhere with me i would you pretty much can she's about four foot eight <laughs> she's shorter than caitlin ohashi she certainly is not breaking the five foot barrier uh i'm gonna i'm gonna um put in the request to ruthie's agent to her people yes i'll have my people contact her people about getting her on the podcast next week definitely her clothes because she's worth it hey you're a treasure you ought to be buried at sea i do hear she's a tough get she is a tough get. I'll see if I can get her. All right. Shall we move on to our episode this week? Yes. And this would be someone who skews a little bit taller than Ruthie Babes. <laughs> and I am super excited for this episode because it's someone I've gotten to know over the years by doing some stories on her for ESPN. And she is UConn basketball legend and WNBA superstar, Brianna Stewart. Stewie! Stewie famously won four national championships at UConn. She also was the most outstanding player of every final four. And she played in four. So every year, she won most outstanding player and the national title. Four in a row. It's amazing. She's also an Olympic gold medalist. She currently plays for the Seattle Storm of the WNBA. 
and was the 2016 WNBA Rookie of the Year, the WNBA MVP in 2018 last season, which is also the same year that they actually won the title with the Storm. And she's currently, however, recovering from a torn Achilles tendon. During this episode, we also talk about some of the advocacy work Stewie is doing. And for context, we reference an article she wrote in the Players' Tribune in which she speaks about being sexually abused as a child. And she courageously shared her story in the hopes of helping others. So get comfortable listening. It's Stewie. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling all right, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. Something inside this one? So this one, Stewie, is brown sugar sea salt something. I just discovered this place today. It was very exciting. JD Flannel. In my, next to my hometown. I mean, not hometown, but in San Juan Capistrano. I live right next to it, which is where you are going to be moving to. Mm -hmm. When are you getting to that? (laughs) Let's go. At one point, I was looking for houses for Stewie. I was looking and I, at houses. <laughs> in San Clemente. And I'd send her like, oh, here's one. Do you remember the one I sent you? What it, it cost? <laughs> it the one like, that you were trying to sell? It was like, it was like $44 million. Yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay, so yeah. And then cinnamon rolls, which are donuts. Some maple, old-fashioned. I'm like, I'm gonna, I, I can't eat it because I'm not going to be able to talk. So I have to wait. Oh, yeah. You know, you can chew and talk. It's fine. What's it's, I think it's called ASMR. It's where people listen to like really faint things or very sensitive to sound. And one of the sounds is chewing. Mm. And we've had on our podcast people very close, like just chewing. And someone tweeted about that, that it was very ASMR-ish. Mm. Okay. Uh, what yeah. does that mean? Again? Not you know good? It's, it's bad. Or, <laughs> it's good or bad? <laughs> it's like this fan <gasps> of... It's this fad of YouTube videos, or probably videos on social media, where people will do something really quietly, like tap on a bottle. Like, oh, and it drives them nuts? Yeah, like really faint things. So like that sound of chewing, apparently, we'll have to look up what it means. Like, is this a disorder? I did see one comment where they were like, oh my god, I so love the podcast, but the donut chewing is <laughs> I was like, sorry, I am guilty of that. So sorry. Okay, Stewie. What's up? First thing we do on the podcast is, because I used to do this back in the day when I had a camera with the team, is we set the scene. So you can set the scene for us, please, Stewie. Stewie! (laughs) I should have done that at the beginning. (laughs) Um, We are in a hotel. And I think we're in like Beverly Hills. Where are we? I have no idea. She's like, I don't even know. I don't even know. Somewhere in L.A. Overlooking the... We're in Century City. Overlooking the... Almost sunset. Mm. Yeah, it is kind of a nice setting. With donuts. That you are going to eat? That I'm going to eat, but I'm trying not to, like, eat them right now while I'm talking. Okay. (laughs) That's great willpower. Something I don't possess, honestly. Okay, let's 
Let's start with the obvious. Mm-hmm. I hate to do this to you, but tore your Achilles mm-hmm. in April, playing professionally in Russia. How are we? Uh, I'm very good. Um, Monday was my seven-month anniversary. Uh, I'm definitely keeping track of how long it's been. Uh, but I'm doing good. I'm, I'm on the court, uh, moving... Um, obviously restricted in certain aspects, like obviously not playing contact or anything like that. Um, I'm just waiting for the, the okay to do more things and to, to be back. Yeah. Cause I see you on the mm-hmm. treadmill, the Alta G boost. Sorry. I'm not, it's the boost treadmill. Oh, is that what they call it? It's like, there's an Alta G and then the guy, one of the guys made a, um, a treadmill, like that's supposed to be better than the Alta G. Oh. He used to work for them, and then his, uh, what's it called? NDA. His NDA was over, yeah. and then he went and made his own. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. But you were actually running. Yeah, I'm running. Um, I'm doing all things. I'm just not, like, doing anything, like, explosive off one leg. So no layups, mm. no, I don't know, rebounds or anything like that. I did see that video of you like dropping dimes. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this video? No, I she's at it. the three point line and she's like, I mean, and you know, she's like butter, right? Stewie's butter. It's just like psh, drop, swish, and then she'd slide, drop, slide, drop. And so I was like texting her, like I felt like your mom. I go to my mom moan, and I was like, don't go take things too I know, fast. I know, I know. You gotta be like moderation. Every once in a while, I get these texts. I got one from you. I got one from uh, one of our owners. Like. Just want you to know, like, don't overdo it. Like, da da da. Like, yeah. you have five months until the C- WBA season starts. Exactly. Like, Thank you. And, and so it made me actually think of your mom and grandma. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how are they actually during all of this? Oh, um, so back to when I did it, right? I did it playing for a Russian club. I was in Chopron, Hungary, which is like a small village. Um, I and did it. You're a league final, your right? league finals, 20 seconds before halftime, like going up to shoot and it just went, which mm. is like, so like, not the way you usually rupture an Achilles because you usually do it stepping back, not mm. jumping up. So right once I did it, I, I kind of knew I did it. Like I knew, like I f***ed up. Now you said I could swear. Like <laughs> I, I knew I was f***ed up. Like, I, never, I, knew, I never said you could swear. I don't know what you're you talking about. You said I could. Um, and like. I was on the ground like, I fucked up. Like, like that's all I was thinking. And then I just, I was like, you know, maybe my ankle's broken. I was like, oh, maybe it's broken. Like, all right, let's like. Oh, so you went to that first before Achilles? Because I'm like, no. I'm like, I, I knew it was my Achilles, but I'm like, please tell me it was my ankle. Yeah. So it could be like two months, like right. whatever, bone fixed, done. <laughs> and then when I stood up, it was the weirdest feeling. Oh. And like, you. You could only feel the heel. Oh. Like, you couldn't feel anything else in your foot. Like, I could literally only feel this. Oh, really? Yep. You only the... So, she's pointing to, like, the tip of, of your heel. Yeah. You couldn't feel your toes. Uh-uh. Nothing. Mm. It was so weird. Because, like, you know. Yeah, it's so floppy. Like, if you think about it, it's just like... Did you hear a snap or anything like that? No, but I um, I remember thinking, like... Courtney Vandersloot, she was on the other team, and she was, like, to my right when I went up to shoot, and I was like, why did Sloot hit me in my leg? Hmm. Wow. You know? I'm like, why would she hit me? Mm. And then I was, like, in the air, and I knew I was already 
uh, messed up when I was in the air. Um, but that night, like, I mean, once I knew what was done, like, they didn't even have an MRI machine, so I got an ultrasound, and they're like, we can't find your Achilles. I'm like, please take me to my hotel, because, like, I need a drink. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm like, I need, like, many drinks right now. Um, but it was honestly really hard for me to to kind of talk to my family. Like, I talked to a few uh. people. Like, obviously, I talked to Lindsay. Um, I talked to my one of my best friends, Corey. I don't think you've met him, but you've probably seen him. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol Callen from USA Basketball called me. I talked to, like, uh, my trainer, Susan, and then I FaceTimed my mom. And it was, like, one of the worst decisions, probably, <laughs> because she just had, like, a blank face. Like, she didn't know what to say. And she was in shock, like, just like I was in shock. Um, and my brother, I remember my brother being like, it's all right. Kobe did it, and he's still the GOAT. <laughs> I'm like, you all right? Like, okay. Like, the positive affirmations, whatever. Um, and I, I didn't talk to my, my grandmother until, like, things kind of got sorted out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't really talk to them, tell them much. Like, they didn't know when I was flying. Like, my, Lindsay did all that. Your agent. Yeah, my agent. She she was like, she's flying back this day. Like, whatever. Surgery's mm. going to hopefully be this day. Yeah. But I was like, I can't. Like, I can't talk to anybody right now about this. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and especially moms, right? Yeah. Talking to moms, it's like... <laughs> And when they're not there. Right. Oh, that's got to be hard for her, too. Yeah. How soon after you injured it were you on a plane back to the States? So I injured it on April 14th. Uh, April 15th, I took a direct flight from Vienna to L.A. And then I had surgery the 18th. Mm-hmm. So it was quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing was, like, long flights. Like, I didn't. these things don't come into my mind Like when I'm like, I get hurt. But they're like... Uh, Blood clots yeah. are very high. So while I was in the hospital in Chopin, they injected a blood thinner into my stomach. And, like, I was half-casted, so then I couldn't move my foot up. Like, I couldn't um, flex it. I could only point it. Um, And then, yeah, I was on, like, the next thing smoking. You were the what? On the next thing smoking. Out of Vienna. Like, I was, like, on the first flight out. Like, sure. literally... I'm out. I, I did ask, though. <laughs> I, I, I did ask. I understand Come that. Come on, coffee lady. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You were smoking? No, no, no. Did you go to weed? No, no. <laughs> that sounds kind of soon for no, weed. No, no, no. I, um... Sorry. I, I, like, I like that. So that's a new one for me, too. I was smoking. I was, so it means, like, I was out. Like, I was Yeah, I was fast. on the next thing smoking. Like, I was smoking. Yeah. 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 I'm going to use that. Yeah, we're stealing so that. Cool. For sure. Um, yep. But I did ask, like, I'm a very um, avid Sky Miles person. I'm Diamond. <laughs> you wanted I was Delta like, can I fly you? Delta? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, excuse me, do yeah. you have any directs on Lindsay Delta? was like, there's no directs. No. <laughs> <laughs> there goes all my points. Oh, dear. All right, so what, did, what do you think you've discovered about yourself during all of this? Um, well, I think... During all of this, I had, like, a lot of different stages happening. And in the beginning, I'm like, what the f***? You know? And then you're like, why did this happen? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, like, like why? Like, you can't, you can't find those answers, like, even mm-hmm. though you want to ask them, like, a thousand times. 
Um, but then it also kind of gave me an opportunity to do things that I normally aren't able, like, aren't able to do, you know. Like, un- it was very unfortunate that I wasn't able to play for Seattle this season. But also, like, this is the first time I've had a summer to kind of um, do whatever I wanted, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just the, the other side of things, like, you know, we, we grew up playing sports since we were young. Like, that's all we know. But there's more to life than just uh, playing basketball. And is there? There is. <laughs> as sad as it is, there is, because I haven't played in a game in seven months. Um, so it's it's been good. I think, I think, you know, once you get over the beginning stages of it, mm-hmm. like, the beginning is just shitty. Like, I can't even, mm. I couldn't walk for 12 weeks. Gosh, well, 12 weeks? 12 weeks, because it's so, for like... Three months of three on, months. On, on actual crutches? Yeah. Because it's so much, like, you, they don't want you to stretch it. And, like, that's the big thing is, like, keeping it um, tight so then you can slowly stretch it and still get your mm. strength and power back. So it was just, oh, it was just a mess. Because you're in a cast, you're on crutches. Then you go in the boot. And I remember I, I went in the boot. And this must have been like two weeks after surgery. I'm like, all right, so can I walk now? And he was like, no. <laughs> so I'm like, this heavy boot. But right? why did you give me the boot then, right? dude? This heavy boot. Like, I'm on crutches with that. And then they're like, all right, you can toe tap. I'm like, what? What is that? Toe tap. Like, what's that going to help me with? Um, And then you go... Like, on the boot, no crutches, like, walking normal. And then you go two shoes, but back on crutches. Because you can't walk. Like, Did you talk to any, like, the Kobe's, the Durant's? Yeah. I guess Durant was yeah, after yeah, yeah, you yeah. anyways. Have you talked to any of those guys about this? Yeah. Um, I've talked to a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people reached out to me um, when I got injured. Kobe, uh, Tamika Catchings, um, Chanae. Yeah. Um, Liz Cambridge, and then when it happened with KD, um, I like I was more upset than when he got hurt than when I got hurt because in like going through it, like I just got out of the rough part uh. and like knowing like what's to come for him, like it's just like it's just not a fun thing. Like right. obviously injuries aren't fun, but like like I couldn't stand in the shower. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand in the shower for 12 weeks, like on two feet, because I couldn't, I had to be in heel lifts, and like I can't wear my shoe in the shower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like simple things like that is just like, you don't realize how important they are. Um, but Katie and I have definitely been uh, keeping tabs on one another. He's like two months behind me. So I've been kind of just letting him know like what's to come. Mm. Hmm. Um, did you give him the lowdown on the first couple months mm -hmm. yeah and like before he was going into surgery i'm like listen when you wake up like and when you can move your toes like move them like wiggle your toes because like in the beginning like you can't get that that flexibility um and then like stay on top of the medicine like don't try to tough it out (laughs) because you'll wake up in the middle of the night like uncomfortable never like it never like hurt yeah. But it was just, like, an uncomfortable because it was, like, so tight, you know? What did some of the other WNBA players who had the same injury say to you? A lot of them just said, like, it's a process, you know? Uh, don't get too ahead of yourself. Like, 
it's going to be highs and lows and that type of thing. And, and for sure, there are highs and lows. And it's it's funny, like sometimes like one thing can like throw me all the way off. Right. Like um, I was in two shoes and my my like ankle got swollen once and they had me go to see the doctor and he was like, just go in the boot for the weekend. And you would have thought like the world was ending. <laughs> I'm like, because now I'm like, I'm going backwards. Yeah. Like, da, da, da. Like, right. I can't do this. But really, everyone's been supportive. It's just, it's not a fun injury. I, I would imagine, too. I mean, on top of it being so physically hard to come back from. Yeah. Mentally, given everything you had just been through mm-hmm. you just won the title i mean mm-hmm. let's go through the list of stuff mm-hmm. it's amazing right you was putting on her glasses yes i need my glasses <laughs> you you win the title yep. with storm you're named not only league mvp you're named finals mvp you you won gold at the world cup you're named the tournament mvp there you're also the basketball female athlete of the year you're also voted by your players over in europe as the mvp of the euro league yeah i know Right, you're coming off a year that was high, high to the lows, low. Yeah, and, and you you won every single accolade I think out there in basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you deal with that mentally? Um, well, I talked about before, like my my best friend Corey. Um, he like really helped me out a lot. He was with me from April until August because mm-hmm. I I ruptured my right side, so I can't drive. So I can't drive to rehab. I can't drive anywhere. Like, it's just a struggle. Um, But he kind of, like, helped me stay sane, you know, because it's just, like, how can I be going, like, on such a steady incline and then just, like, get my legs chopped out from underneath me? Mm -hmm. Um, But it happens. And now it's, like, I mean, if this was going to happen, I'm glad it happened when I'm 24. 24 now 25 mm-hmm. and like hopefully i still have 10 years of playing and this will be the longest time i'll be out right and to your point you got a break mm-hmm. did you do anything fun in the summer that yeah, you well, otherwise wouldn't have been able to do i went on vacations i did all types of things i went to cabo my birthday's in august so i went to cabo for my birthday like the team is playing um, um so i went to cabo just kind of enjoyed things you know, when you're rehabbing, you can't rehab for like seven months straight. You got to take some some mental breaks and, and get away a little bit. Uh, so I did that. And the thing is, too, what's interesting with the WNBA is that when you're finished playing mm-hmm. college, you don't have a break. No. You go draft straight to your team, essentially. Yep. Straight to WNBA. Um, and then straight to playing overseas. Yeah. But which is the hard part for everyone. Mm-hmm. And my when I was drafted... It was 2016, so it was Olympic year. Yeah. So we went right to WNBA, to the Olympics, back to WNBA, to overseas. Oh. Um, so you haven't had a break at all? Not not for as long as seven months now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have like a few weeks, but... And I know that's changed for this Olympic year a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Like USA Basketball is now paying players to stay. Yeah shouldn't we have been doing this a while ago? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely should have kind of been investing into our players' 
sooner than what we are. I mean, yeah, it's great that we're doing it now, but like, like you said, we should have been doing it a while ago. Um, and I just explain what the program is too for, yeah. for listeners yeah, who maybe yeah. are unfamiliar with what's happening because this is interesting. I thought when yeah. I heard about all this. Um, so I think NECA was telling me about it. Yeah. So USA Basketball, basically, they're having, I think, two, maybe three um, get-togethers throughout the year in November and in February, and there might be another one. I don't know when. Um, but they're centered around these FIBA tournaments that are now mandatory, which they made it similar to, to how the soccer system is. Meaning they have to be released from their clubs? Meaning they have to be released. And like, uh, it doesn't matter if we're automatically qualified. We still have to be there. Oh, as a team, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and like that normally wasn't the case. So USA Basketball was like, all right, well, uh, let's see if we can round up majority of our top players, the players who are most likely going to be on these these Olympic teams, this Olympic team, and have this extra time to practice. Because going into 2016 uh, Olympics in Rio, we had the two weeks before we got, we got to Rio, and that was like majority of our practice. And, right. you know, the Olympics are getting more and more competitive. Countries are getting better. And they're spending so much time together that we're kind of – you know, our skill level is still better than everybody else's, but, like, the chemistry, we have to, like, pick up on the fly. Yep. So so USA Basketball is now paying the U.S. players, for example, Suber, yeah. Tarasi, yeah. NECA, um, Asia. Who else Sylvia, is doing Yeah. Sylvia. Um, Elena. Yeah, Elena. Yeah, Elena is staying. Elena and they're not going... Overseas, they're going to stay here, yep. and they actually get paid to stay here. Yep. And it all and it also is smart because they're more visible. There's more marketing you could do around the team, right? Yeah, for I, sure. It's I, I'm still astonished after winning six Olympic gold medals in a row. Six, yeah. That everyone is not talking about this team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we should be, yeah, should absolutely. Be like- holding them up on a pedestal mm-hmm. and doing story after story about how amazing this group is. I mean, Tarasi and Sue alone are going for their fifth straight Olympic gold. Yeah, it's just insane. And that should be like... Right? The, the biggest news. Like, that should be under the spotlight, like, 24-7 leading up to this, this Olympics. To your point mm-hmm. about just getting together and not having the time, what happened against Oregon? <laughs> I mean, I I get it. Like UNESCO is good, yeah. But and they're good, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was watching the game. I was yeah. actually in Connecticut working out at UConn at the time, and I was watching the game and with Gino. No, because um, <laughs> that would have been interesting. No, I would no, want to hear no, about no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> and for context, can you give the stat on that? Yes. Um, oh, let me give you the headline actually from. Uh, yeah, I know. Go Ducks. Almost twenty years since it happened before against Tennessee. Yes. Whatever. The Oregon women's basketball. basketball team handed the U.S. women's national team its first loss to a college team in twenty years, ninety-three to eighty-six. Yep. I was following it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. And mind you, they're number one in the nation, so yeah, they're a very good team. I don't mean to disrespect them, but it's the United States of America who won six Olympic gold medals, for God's sakes, in a row. Right. So I think there's a lot of different directions that you can look at this. Um, (laughs) Good answer. uh, Thank you. Obviously, like you said, Oregon played really well. I think playing at Oregon is tough. The team... 
Yeah, that was our first time getting together. And if you think about it, like there's a lot of people that were uh, missing from what what our Olympic team will be. Uh, myself, uh, Elena. I mean, the list goes on and on. BGs overseas. Uh, but that's not an excuse. You know, we still have the best players in the world and we should have won that game. And I think, you know, everybody knows that. Everybody on that team knows that. And I think now it's just better now than in Tokyo. Yeah, right. It's probably mm-hmm. a blessing. Yeah. Honestly. This and kind of like a little bit of a wake up call. Like, all right, we got to get our stuff together and, and really be prepared. And in February, we'll play UConn and Louisville. Yeah, those games are going to they're going to be ugly cuz they're you guys are going to be like, "Okay, let's go." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ju- I read this super interesting article probably on godox.com about Tarasi coming to talk to the team. Did, have you seen this? Mm-mm. She actually <clears throat> was in talking with the Oregon team the day before the game and talking about, you know, stay mad. Like, you know, you, you're number one, but you to be good you, and great, you have to stay mad. Mm-hmm. And so their team cheer at halftime was stay mad. Yeah. And they felt like because of her talk, <laughs> they actually had the confidence to go beat the U.S. team in that second half. I mean, uh, he definitely paid it forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I think it was her uh, her pep talk to them was more than obviously just playing USA. Um, yeah, of course. You know, you have Sabrina, who's going to go number one. You have a lot of other players on that team that are going to get drafted very high. And hopefully it's something that they'll take going forward. I saw a picture of you recently that you posted, mm-hmm. which I loved. You at UConn with the four banners hanging behind you. And I forget what you captioned it, but it was something clever and witty, I'm sure. Something, yeah, something clever that my friends helped me. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it said fine. 13, 14, 15, and 16. And that's the neat thing about your practice, Jim, is that you have all the banners of all the national championships you won. And when you were a freshman, you famously said you wanted to win four. Uh And it's like, they'll make room up there (laughs) for them. What's amazing is that not only did you say it, but you went and did it. And now that you've had some distance from college, what did that achievement mean to you? What did it take Uh to actually accomplish that? Yeah. Um, Well, I mean... Like I said, uh, the beginning of the month, I went back to UConn for about 10 days. And, like, that's the first time I've been back at school for more than, like, 12 hours. Um, Really? Yeah. Because I've been been overseas. Yeah, true. And, I'm playing. And, like, when am I going to just go to stores? Pop into stores. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really a place you can pop into. (laughs) Um, But looking back, like, now, like, I mean, obviously, it was a, a very, very high expectation. And it wasn't an easy thing to do and i think now people are seeing even more like obviously women's basketball is becoming more competitive uh uconn's not just winning every year um no in fact they haven't won since you left yeah if you want to just i just put that put that in that little dig in there (laughs) yeah sure um but yeah like i think people kind of um uh what's the word took advantage Took it for granted? Took it for granted, yes, thank you. Um, How we did that. And, you know, it may have looked easy, but it definitely was was not. And I think uh, being at UConn, like, obviously those years were tough, but they've, like, helped to kind of train me differently, physically, mentally, and, Mm -hmm. like, 
things that that'll set you apart from all the other pros in in the league and overseas. How so? Just the mentality, really. Like I was talking to CD the other day, and it was just like CD. Sorry, I'm like gotta set people up. Chris Daly, <laughs> associate head coach at UConn. Thank um, you. I was talking to her the other day, and she's like, "All we know is is work, and like, and really, that's all we know." Like, they teach you how to work your hardest, like, harder than you ever thought you could work. And then, like, now, like, that's the expectation. You know, anytime I'm working out, like, I'm going at 100. Mm. Like, those things have carried over. You know, obviously, I'm not at UConn or with those coaches anymore. But the habits are still there. How do they go about instilling that? I mean... (laughs) They they break you down to build you back up. I mean, my freshman year was was ugly, for sure. I was hard-headed. I think I maybe still am hard-headed. I don't really know. Um, (laughs) And they just force you to see things from a a different perspective, I guess. And, you know, you can't argue with them because what are you going to argue? All the national championships, all the great players who have gone through the program. Like, uh, eventually you have to be like, all right, you're right. Like, I get it. I get what you're I'm doing. sorry, Gina. <clears throat> yeah. That's not the way I do it. <laughs> Let me tell you about what I do. <laughs> Is there an example of a story that you could... Oh, my Come God. on, do your best, Gino. Do my best, Gino? Mm-hmm. Personation. He's going to, like, rub his hands through his hair. Like this. <laughs> and he's like, Stewie! And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I swear, like, during my senior year, he's just yelling my name. Like, I'm not even on the court. And, like, <laughs> it's me. Um, but my freshman year, like, one time I missed a rebound in practice. And he was like, we were in Gamble Pavilion. He was like, you see those stairs? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> he's like, run them. So... I was running the stairs for, like, at least 20 minutes in practice. (laughs) And, like, you know, like, as an athlete, you're like, fuck this. So every time I'm, like, at the top of the stairs, I'm like, just turn left. Just turn left and go out the door. Just turn left. And then I keep going. Just turn left. Um, But, yeah, that was, like, one moment that I'll never forget. Payback is a bitch because now when you go see him, you post pictures of him asleep Mm -hmm. like an old man on the (laughs) – Tell that story. That's so, um, so Kalina and I went over to Coach Raymond's house with uh, Miss Oriema and just hanging out, having dinner, drinking wine, you know. And we we're watching, I think we were watching football. I think the Patriots were playing. And all of a sudden we look over and he's like, Coach is knocked out. Like he's sleeping. And we're like, what? <laughs> so Kalina starts recording him like, uh, messing with his stomach, like touching his belly, like whatever. He wasn't waking up. He was he was out cold, and then he said we were boring after, so that's why. He <laughs> Which I'm like, I don't know if that's exactly true. Uh, the post was something like "Can't hang with the big kids," I guess, or something mm-hmm. like that. That was funny. Was there any other option besides UConn, or did you know that's always where you wanted to go? Um, I um. I definitely looked at other schools, but Syracuse, go Cuse, go Orange. Didn't you look there? I mean, that's where you grew up. You had to look there. Can do that again. Cuse. I don't even know what they say. Um, <laughs> Just hear it from Tariko all the damn time. Yeah, I, go Cuse. Uh, I, uh, I did look there. Um, obviously, hometown, hometown kid, that type of thing. But um, 
like UConn is is where I knew I would uh, be pushed to be the best, and I wanted to be the best. And a lot of people still don't like that I didn't go to Syracuse, but I'm like, my resume at UConn kind of speaks for itself. So just be happy. So I'm pretty good. So just be happy. <laughs> okay, speaking of Qs, huh? What happened? Hoffer. Hall of uh, 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 uh. Oh, boom. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who at 20? What? Like, is it Who at 25 yet? is already inducted into a Hall of Fame? Yeah. Greater Syracuse Hall of Famer, Brianna Stewie. Slow clap. Slow clap for Stewie. <gasps> Come on, Stewie. Then you get going faster. <laughs> oh, you guys are, you guys are funny. <laughs> Come on, that had to be rad. Yeah, it was. It was um, super cool. Um, I didn't know, like, leading into it. To be honest, I didn't know like what it was gonna be. Like, how was the setup? Like, how important is this Hall of Fame? Like that yeah. type of thing. Um, and they actually like reached out to me during ESPYS week mm-hmm. and was like, "We need to know." I'm like, guys, like literally, I'm going to the ESPYS like tonight. Like, <laughs> can you just like give me a day, like? Um, but I got there. It was it was a great great setup, great event. Um, inducted with Floyd Little, which is interesting because you think he would be inducted a while ago. Um, do you know Floyd Little? Uh, baseball. No. Oh. <laughs> Edit that out. Football. 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 Because there was a baseball guy inducted. Yeah, there was well. a baseball guy. Oh, yeah. What's his nickname? Um, I read that. Floyd Little. Oh, I can't remember his nickname. Where did Floyd... Oh, Jason uh, Gruley. Gruley. Yeah. Gruley? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll edit all of that out. Um, where did Floyd Little play again? Floyd Little's Syracuse. football, clearly. I know, but like, professionally. Did I don't play? know. Everywhere. <laughs> all places. <laughs> we know nothing. You got inducted with him, dude. <laughs> You didn't tell me to bring my note cards. <laughs> Come on. Um, oh, no, it was so an interesting. Floyd, and he was like, he, they love him there, right? Yeah, but the interesting thing with Floyd Little is like, cause I'm like, I'm like, dude, like you've been, you're in all these other Hall of Fames. You're in the NFL Hall of Fame, like all these things. Like, why is it taking this long for the Syracuse Hall of Fame? <laughs> no offense way, to Syracuse. I'm, I'm 24, 25. But he's not from Syracuse. So in uh, order to be inducted into the Syracuse Hall of Fame, you have to be uh, living in Syracuse for 10 years. Oh. So, like, I did that before I even started playing basketball, you right. know? Yeah, right. check that off. Um, check that so off. So that's why things uh, took a little bit longer for him, which I thought was super interesting. So he relocated to Syracuse so he could get into the Hall of Fame? Yep. I just had no idea we talked this much about Floyd Little <laughs> during the Brianna Stewart interview. <laughs> Football player, duh. <laughs> what is he, baseball? I'm like, I can see her face. She's like, <laughs> I don't know. We might have to leave all of that in. <laughs> I know, sadly. <laughs> Let's go back to talking about the WNBA mm-hmm. a little bit. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Just how much fun was it to win that title with Sue yeah. as well? Yeah, that had to be yeah. so cool. No, that was awesome. I think... Uh, looking back to, to 2018 when we won, um, it was just it was just amazing. Like the whole year in general was fun, but once we got to the playoff mode, like we were on top of it. And uh, the semis against Phoenix, the 
five-game series. Like, that was insane, going back and forth from Phoenix and Seattle. And our fans really um, showed out. But like you said, you know, doing this for Sue and, and kind of being a part of it. And obviously, she went off in game five of the semis mm-hmm. uh, with, like, 14 points in the fourth quarter. Like, she, she was just in the zone. But then to go and to sweep D.C., um, and to bring it back to Seattle, like, I won at UConn, and I've won on different levels, but, like, that was different with Seattle because it was just difficult. Like, it was a difficult thing to do with all these other great players across the league, and um, it just meant so much more when you're when you're trying to do it for other people. And, like, obviously, like, Sue's still playing, and she's going to retire when I retire. Um, You know? She probably will, actually. That would be great. (laughs) Um, But but it was an awesome, awesome feeling. Um, And just being able to to really embrace that with her. And, you know, now we talked about it kind of sucks. The other aspect of things, like, we never really got to have our honeymoon period. You know, we won, and then we both didn't play last year. Yeah. You know? We rose the banner in a, a a gym that wasn't ours because Key Arena is being remodeled. Mm. Um, so honeymoon period definitely got cut short. So we kind of got to try and do it over again. You're going to make up for it. Yeah. With this season coming up. Yeah. Speaking of which, what dun, is dun. the timeline? For, for return, yeah. Return to play. You want the real timeline or the... <laughs> Your timeline or the doctor's timeline? I'm, I'm going to give you like what everyone wants to know. Or... I want uh, your timeline. You're like, next week. Uh, no, my timeline and the doctor's timeline is the same timeline. That's good. So I don't have to send you nasty texts telling you to slow it down, sister. So I'm going to try to do my best to be a part of this USA team in February, which means... Uh, I'm going to try and have my first game back be USA at UConn. Oh, which nice. would be pretty Just cool. Just what? February what? Uh-uh. January 27th. Oh. So here comes here comes the mom text. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, no, but I've, I've really, I've talked um, with my surgeon and everything like that and people at rehab and, you know, it's a goal. It's so that would be about nine months, nine months. Nine months, nine and a half months. Something to aim for. Obviously, you know, I'm going to be on a lot of limitations and restrictions. Now when you're like running and moving and all of that, are you are you thinking about it? Is it more the mental side of it rather than the physical? Um, I'm I would think that would be a hard one to Yeah. It's hard because I've only been able to like I haven't played against anyone yet. Right. Uh I do think about it sometimes like when my injured leg is the one that's behind me like pushing off and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like you can just feel like Mm. it's not as strong as the other one. Like, building the strength back is still something that I'm trying to do. But it's it's also something that, like, I have to get over. Because, like, I have to trust and know that it's not going to do it again. Like, my Achilles is stronger than what it was before and uh, more powerful than what it was. What is the original timeline, do they tell you, like, when this happens? <laughs> um, They said 9 to 12 months. Oh. So I'm like, I'm there. Um, front end of that a little bit okay front ending it i'm gonna just see what happens yeah but yeah january february return to play like i'd rather return to play when i have all of the eyes with usa basketball and all those people like there and like seeing me play and 
just knowing me and knowing that, all right, if she can't do it, she can't do it. Right. But if I can, I'm here to play. So you can come to the game. I would like to come to that. Mm-hmm. I'll be like the hooligan in the front. Mm-hmm. You'll be the mom making, watching over her. It's been four minutes. Please take her out right now. <laughs> Ouch. Speaking of moms, there's actually a story I would mm-hmm. love to hear from you, Stewie. Mm-hmm. And I got the inside scoop when Julie did the E60 story on yep. you about your mom's graduation yeah and what you surprised her with yeah. i was wondering if you could share that story that's so cool yeah so that was the 2018 too what year was this 2018 this is before the same season. the same year right that we won season yeah exactly because yeah. you were saying how angry you were that you hadn't made more progress on the pro side and then yeah yeah, yeah. that Boom. year you win it um, <laughs> i was like there you go yeah Stewie gets mad they win a title <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my mom she went back to school and she graduated, I think it was June 1st. It was June 1st. Yeah, because we shot um, that. Because you shot it. Mm-hmm. And I had a game the day before in Seattle and the next day in Dallas. Oh, wow. So I'm like, how can I make this happen? Like, mm-hmm. how can I get there and surprise her? So I ended up surprising her at her graduation. Like, I was in the back and, uh, you know, mom thing. She was crying, whatever. Uh, and then, you know, I, ha- I had the whole setup. The family was going to go to uh, a restaurant that we all love, Sant'Angelo's. And from there, I surprised my mom with a Mercedes. And she was just like, she was completely like shocked. She didn't know what was happening, that type of thing. But, um, you yeah, she deserved it. She deserved that moment. Um, obviously, you know, I was happy for her to finish school because she stopped school because of me originally right. yeah but also like she deserved that yeah that's amazing mm-hmm. and when and like literally she had no idea stewie was going to be there and she's walking down the hall yeah for graduation yeah. and stewie like pops out from a corner yeah. and we caught it oh. on camera it was so good yeah, she, was she was like, like what are you doing <laughs> you have a game tomorrow i was like <laughs> uh, what was her car before i forget uh, a Honda CRV that she had had for like twenty two thousand and five, I think two thousand five <laughs> Honda CRV. Yeah, but like no heat and air. <laughs> now fun. she's riding in style. What color was it? It's white. And you like cars, right? Yeah, I have a Maserati. Ooh, my Maserati. Goes... Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Do you remember? <laughs> Julie thought. <laughs> Julie thought I was gonna kill her. <laughs> You're <laughs> cruising in her Maserati through Seattle, and I was singing my Maserati goes 185. I was like, Stewie, hit it! And I forgot like our camera crew was behind us trying to shoot us. <laughs> so she hits it, and we like clearly get some separation from them and their CRV Honda or whatever they were in. <laughs> And they, we lost like the signal, so we lost like the shoot. We didn't get any of that footage because I told her to hit it. I screwed up the entire shoot. Afterwards, they're like, "We didn't get half of that." Like, what? Oh, do you remember when we pulled out of the Starbucks? Oh God! Yes, she was like, "Don't do it! They're gonna hit us! They're gonna hit us!" I'm like, "They're not gonna hit the Mozzie." <laughs> Where it's this crazy two-way traffic, like flying this huge road. She pulls out. 
And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, we're not good. We are not good. We're going to die. She's like, don't go. Don't go. <laughs> don't go. And like the competitive juices in her is like, I am going. <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, that, that was funny. We almost died that day. Um, last thing before we get to our games. Yeah, I saw those. I'm like, what are they? <laughs> the squeakers are on the floor here, just waiting. All your activism, which I love. You found your voice. You're, uh, you've been doing so many different things for so many different causes. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? And what, what's some of the reaction you get to it? I think and the- can you give some examples? I could, but you'd be better. Would you like me to? Yeah. Um, the activism is, um, we had the Black Lives Matter protests when we were in WNBA in 2016, 17. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly which year. I was at the LAX protests during the whole Muslim ban. Um, you actually went to LA. I actually went to LAX airport, um, which was, I mean, I never went to a protest before, so that was pretty um, insane, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, mm-hmm. there were so many people there. I think, uh, obviously, you know, talking about my story, the Me Too mm-hmm. um, story, I don't know how much, if that's really activism or what that's considered, because it's it's your story, but um, sharing it and opening it up to the to world. Share, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, am I missing things? I mean, I know I am, but... Well, you, on your Instagram page, you have the f- phone number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the um, the RAIN hotline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which is the sexual <clears throat> assault hotline. Yep. I had a camp last year and donated uh, all the proceeds to the Vera House, which is a sexual assault um, house, basically, for people, for victims who need help, that type of thing. And I think... The activism just comes from the fact that it's the right thing to do. Like, obviously, like, these are things that I uh, feel strongly about. And also, like, certain things that are very close to me. And, you know, um, people need to realize that, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a great basketball player. But also, like, I'm not invisible from, invincible uh, from, you know, some traumatic life events. And I think, I mean, we've talked for sure, but like after the whole uh, Me Too thing, releasing that article, like that whole summer, that year, that was, that was the year we won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of things happened that year. That's right. Um, It was just like, people would stop me all the time and be like, um, thank you so much for telling your story. Like, you know, you, you give me hope to keep fighting like things like that and it's just like you know not even about the basketball part but about like the real life thing and like um it's unfortunate you know how often um sex sexual assault uh crimes happen Mm -hmm. but you know you you can't let it dictate your whole life right and the fact that you were willing to share the story to your point of right Mm -hmm. like we're all humans yeah you know and whatever wherever we are in life um and if i can give you hope to stand up and speak up about it or do something about it right. then i want to be that person which i'm sure you got so much feedback yeah on, yeah so much positive said. feedback um because you know like you were i mean you were along for most of that ride when we did mm-hmm. 
um, E60. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was nervous about it. I was nervous about opening up and and things like that. But at the end of the day, like I wasn't doing it for myself, and I think that was like the bigger picture. Like I'm doing it for the people that need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the feedback was insane. Like I didn't know how people were going to react because you know there's some rude people on social media, mm-hmm. but everything was like a thousand percent supportive. And the article you're referencing is the Players Tribune article, which was amazing as well. Yeah. That's where you initially talked about it. Yep. Mm, and I'm sure that's not easy. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. No, uh, I'm very happy I did. I mean, for sure it was, you know, just an an added weight lifted off of my shoulders, like mm. and like things that you don't even know are there. Mm. And then you just go and do your thing and, and go win a title. Win a title. <laughs> <laughs> Has that given you any thought to maybe what you'd want to do oh, yeah. after basketball? I'm going to be a part of Foudy's, um Academy. Let's go! <laughs> we have donuts every day! <laughs> I've actually, I worked it this summer, this yeah. past summer, because yeah. Tamika Catchings came yeah, out to yeah, run yeah. the basketball portion of it. I think there's room for you, Brianna. I'll see if, you know, we can fit in. Yeah, see if you can uh, pencil me in. Yes. Um... I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do after basketball, but I don't, like, I think, you know, while my career is still going, my voice will still be here and heard, I guess. Um, And then whatever, you know, I feel very strongly about, then that's what I'll do afterwards. Be Come bother uh, Foudy and Donuts. Let's get that house in San Clemente. Let's go. I know. I got to get it. I need to look on Zillow. I need to get it together. (laughs) (laughs) San Clemente is awesome. Lynn wants to move down there. Everyone everyone cool wants to be there. Yeah. It's true. All right. It's game time, Stewie. I know you're not very competitive. Yeah. So I'm going to beat your ass down. I lose this every time and I'm ready. To win? Yes. All right. I don't even know what we're playing, so you have an advantage. You might need a donut before you do this. Here's the deal. Every podcast, Julie goes up against her guest in a trivia game. Oh, cool. That I come up with. I don't know the questions or the themes. Yeah, right. I <laughs> swear to God, you're right. I'm going to eat a donut. I'm going to take a bite. Which do one? it. Come on, do it. Which one? Um, well, I mean, I'm kind of partial to the cinnamon roll, which is a donut, by the way. And uh, But the maple was also really good. Do you think a cinnamon roll is a donut? Um, this looks like a donut. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Fried? Oh, you're going for the whole oh, thing. Oh, God, I love it. She's diving in. Thing. That's fantastic. Go Stewie. So while you go, chew, go. I'll explain the rules to give you a chance to polish that off. Uh-huh. There's Sorry. one rule of the game. ASF, whatever. <laughs> ASRMP. <laughs> I believe <Arp>. it's AARP. <laughs> ASMR, if anyone can explain that to us. Arp. Uh. <laughs> There's one rule to the game. You have to squeak in with an answer. Since you're the guest, you get to pick the squeaker. Here are your options. You're going to have the Robin Roberts boar. The Can I bil- hear their squeaks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is a first, actually. She wants Great to hear the sound. question. Here's nice, the boar. Stuart, that's detailed. <laughs> Here's the Billie Jean King elephant. And then the OG blue dog. Um, I want the uh, Robin Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's popular my, choice that's my favorite 
<laughs> I know. Give me the kinger. Yeah, I know you're going. Do to not like ah, you dog. Don't want the dog. I don't want the dog. The dog's a slow squeaker. I don't tell anyone that because they hope they pick it. It's super slow. The giraffe is even worse. We don't have that here. It's like you squeak it and nothing comes out, and so I lose every time. That's uh, why I'm in the squeak. Is it better if it's closer? <laughs> it's really just about speed. That's the. Yeah. However, if you squeak in. She does not continue the question. So if you squeak in on what player, <laughs> you got to answer it. I feel like you're going to do that. <laughs> I'm winning. Today's game is one that we've played before. We play it when we have two generations uh, represented in the room. God, Lynn. It's called Generation Gap. Stewie, you'll be representing. Oh, I was like, is this a question? I'm, like, I'm still explaining. Sorry. I just wanted to get that reaction from I Julie. To be like family feud? I don't know. This whole generational thing, I lose every time. Stewie. You're going to be representing the millennials. Julie is representing generation old. Old bags. Generation old bags. The questions are from both generations. You each have the opportunity to squeak in. You can answer. There's five questions. Okay. Question one. What was the name of the colorful plastic sandals that became popular during the 2000s? <laughs> Julie. Crocs. Correct. <laughs> are they plastic? I don't think those are plastic. I know. I was like, are they plastic? Oh, that is not accurate. <laughs> they might be rubber. They're, That's why I paused. Uh, but I still got it right. I was going to be like, I got right. One to Julie, zero to Stu. No. Have another donut, Stu. I want to uh, zero. <laughs> challenge that one. Zero. Asterisk. Asterisk next to that one. Yeah, okay. Asterisk on question one. In 1984, which player was the third overall pick in the NBA draft? Was it Steve Kerr, Michael Jordan, or Charles Barkley? (gasps) Michael Jordan. Correct. Oh, I would not have said that. He went third? Yeah. Yeah, Kim Olajuwon. Oh, I'm blanking say, on the who other went one before him because that goes well. down in history. The number two pick is usually he went third. Like okay, him. one to one. That was a basketball question. No softball to her. Yours is not. You did not get that question right. <laughs> Can we Google the croc thing? Yeah, we will. The saying "on fleek" was coined when a woman was referring to what part of her body: her eyelashes, eyebrows, <laughs> or Stewie? Eyebrows. Correct. What? None of that makes sense to me. <laughs> like my eyebrows are on fleek. On fleek? What yeah, is like that? Like you your eyebrows are on fleek. I almost said you start again and then she squeaked <laughs> out. I was like, what? That was like a different language to me. On fleek? What is it? On fleek. On fleek. What Dolly Parton song is also the title of a uh, 1980 uh, movie? She's fucking uh, nine to five. What a way to make living in us. Get the one. What's the name? The Dolly Parton song isn't there one that's like a name? Something. Uh, nine to five. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Two one. Two to one. <laughs> <laughs> I need Astrid. to come up with another question. <laughs> you then. will. You I will. will. Okay. I believe in you. Which 2006 Disney TV, TV movie featured Zac Efron? <gasps> Nes- High School Musical. Correct. <sighs> What's the count at? Three one. I won anyway. Yes. The coast is Stewie. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't even need a re-ask. I already won. <laughs> you get a donut. And you get a donut. Oh, man. Julie loses again. There's breaking news. (laughs) God dang it. I'm like, do you actually try to win? 
Oh, yeah. Are you actually trying? No, I like really try. And I get really angry when I don't. Most pressing questions, Stewie. Are you ready? No. Okay. Oh, this is a new one. Wait. Are these ours? Yeah. Did you do these? I, I changed some of them. Yeah. I was like, wait, what did we have? <laughs> we should have had a production meeting before this podcast. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay. Best perk to being a Yukon women's basketball player? The gear. The swag? Swag. Swag really? bag is unlimited. Really? Yeah. Is that legal? What do you mean? I mean, you don't get more in, in the WNBA than you do it. You got more at UConn than Oh, you? absolutely. Really? We get like a uh, uh, player edition, everything. Ooh. Katie's, Kyrie's, LeBron's, Kobe's. Like they're all UConn. Mercedes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, we get it. How we, we get it. You won 120 of your 121 games yeah, at UConn. Is that true? Yeah. What happened to the one? We lost to Stanford. Oh, yes. I did not know that for real. Yes, that makes me so my, happy. My junior year. What was this? We would have been like, we would have been like 120 straight wins. That's, that's, I did not know that And stat. we messed it up. Because we lost. You, you. Because my sophomore year, we were won. undefeated. My senior year, we were undefeated. And mm. my junior year, we lost that stupid game. What was that like after the game? It was pretty terrible in the locker room. We had a, um, yeah, we had a very early practice that next day. For your first loss in three years? Yeah. <laughs> Gino, so. Gino cracks me up. So he was, he was pissed. Oh, he was pissed. At that 6 a.m., like, what is Gino like? Oh, we were running. <laughs> we were running. <laughs> and, like, mind you, we got in it, too. Oh, oh to stores yeah that's the thing about gino there's a standard he, he reminds me so much of anson dorance at unc mm-hmm. with the soccer program mm-hmm. there the standard is so high and and that's to your point that's like what you learn and you live by and you carry on for the rest of your life mm-hmm. even if it means getting up at 6 a.m yep as she pounds the rest of the cinnamon roll mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, last most pressing question. You're six four. Yep. You've got a wingspan of like ten two. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you get long sleeves and pants to fit you? Well, I do see you rock the capris quite often. I do rock the capris. Um, usually, I'm like well. a t-shirt person. But in Nike, there's large tall, oh. and there's large tall tall. Oh. But you have to be. Like inside of that, figured that. Oh, oh, you have to be an insider. Get it? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's interesting because I have a pair of Nike pants that I love that are about two inches too short. Cause you're I tall. This is awesome. Who cares? I would. waters oh, yeah. are back. I waters are back. <laughs> you know what? Thank you, Stewie. <laughs> I will rock them now. Thank you. Appreciate that. Fully confident. Yeah. Who cares about these other people's? <laughs> Those are that cinnamon roll is good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last last segment. High, low cheer, Stewie. This 
I do around the dinner table with my kids. Oh. They're high of the day. They're low of the day. And someone they cheer for that they're grateful for. But with you, I'm you like, are going to do... my day? Okay. No, not of your day. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be the donut you're pounding right now. High of your career, low of your career, and someone you cheer for. Start with your high. Or you could start with your cheer. We could mix it up. Whatever. My you high? It's difficult to do my high, but... Winning the WNBA championship, mm. twenty eighteen. That's my high. Really? I mean, what more are, than the Olympic gold medal? More than the four championships? I don't the, know. I mean, that's, you got a lot of highs. More than the Greater Syracuse Hall of Fame. <laughs> more than your Maserati. I don't know. I think the like each one has their own separate category. It's hard to compare. Yeah. Like the four in a row is a class of its own. The Olympic gold, like, you can't compare that with anything. And the WMA championship, like, it was just, like, really, like, the way our team was and and how everyone, like, got along on and off the court. And, like, we were so invested and locked in. Like, that was an amazing experience. And the turn up after was even more amazing. The what? The turn up. The parties. The party. Uh. I partied for like seven days straight. <laughs> and I got on a flight to go to Spain for the World Cup. You partied seven days straight in Seattle? Yeah. Nice. The turn As you should. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to. Absolutely. I have to do this for the people. For the people. Give the people what they want. Uh-huh. The turn up is what you Turn face. up. Yeah. So on like fleek. Smoking. Like smoking. <laughs> I'm smoking. Yeah. The turnip. That's two words I've learned from Stewie. <laughs> this podcast thing. I was not smoking. Yeah. <laughs> For like, reference. <laughs> it's fair. Is it a noun or is it a verb? Yeah. Like, I, I turn, turn up. Like, turn up. Turn up. Turn up. Turn up. Like used in a say sentence. Say it to your kids. They'll said, understand. Just say turn up. <laughs> what, would you like? We're gonna get turn up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to turn up. It's time. To time turn, to turn up. Time to okay. turn up. It's an adverb. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> time to turn up. So what does turn up look like? We're smoking. It's time to turn up. Smoking. No. <laughs> You're not smoking. <laughs> You're on the first thing smoking. Like, oh. Oh. get it? Like, thing. literally, a plane is smoking. A car is smoking. Yeah, okay. Smoking. Come on, guys. Use your <laughs> turn up. Okay. Time. So, when it's time to turn up, what does that seven days look like? You don't remember. It was a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I mean, seven days straight is solid. I don't it's know impressive. if it was seven, but maybe it was like five or six. Yeah, that's and then like the finale was the parade. Mm. And that was a lot. <laughs> Megan and I, we... Uh, Pino? Yeah, Pino. We, uh, we enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> Pino does not enjoy herself at all. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Well, she <laughs> celebrated like she won too. <laughs> of course she did. She was part of the team. She did. Yeah. She, was, she was part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we could have a 13th player, it would be her. Yeah. That's a good one to have, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Low. My low? I mean, that's easy, guys. Rupturing my Achilles was definitely my low. Uh, because I love to play basketball, and when I can't play, um, makes things a little bit more interesting. <laughs> I turn up. I turn up. Um, and then what is it? like? Cheer. Who I'm thankful for? Yeah. I mean, I'm thankful for Sue Bird, for sure. Mm. It's my homie. 
In what way? Like, um, in all ways. My homie. Obviously, she went to UConn. We had very similar paths from New York to UConn to Seattle. She came back to school when I was in school. She was rehabbing her hip, and then from there, like I got to know her more through Team USA because I was playing uh, with the national team when I was still in college. And then I got drafted there, and she kind of, you know, she come kind of like showed me the way, you know, and how we do things in Seattle, and that's sort of thing. And then, you know, our friendship just continued to grow, and you know, through everything, through you know the personal things, through my injury. Obviously, we won before I was injured, but uh, she's always been right here, and she was like one of the first people that texted me when I did get hurt. Um, and she was just like, uh, I knew on your face, like something was wrong. Cause like usually, you know, you fall down, you get up. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to have her in my corner yeah, for obviously the basketball side of things, but also like the real life, real world side of things. It's great. And she's, she's the best. She is. That's a good one to have in your corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For doing this our yeah. cheers for you yes thank you very very in much in the middle of the craziness straight from the doctor's office to here stewie turn up turn up time to turn up lineo turn up turn up <laughs> so good i learned two new words smoking well I wouldn't say words, phrases is a better way of saying it. Thank you. Two new phrases that make me feel hip and cool. Smoking, time to turn up. Time to turn up. I'm on the next thing smoking. <laughs> I learned prescient and peripatetic from Katie Couric. And now Stewie gave us two <laughs> new ones. Mm, so good. All right. Takeaways. My takeaway from Stewie. I was giggling out loud at how competitive she was in that game when she (laughs) is not going to let me keep that clogs answer. I mean, I was like, all right, Stewie, just put an asterisk next to it. She was like, no, no, Um, it it is not plastic. At the end, remember, she was like, 3-1. She didn't even need it. She doesn't even need the asterisk. Doesn't matter. I beat her. And I specifically remember when we were shooting that E60 feature, it was going into season in 2018 and her Seattle Storm team hadn't won and they were, she was frustrated because this was now her third season in the WNBA. Going into her third season, <laughs> clearly she's not patient. I love that about her. She's hungry. She's gritty. She's a hunter. And she was so angry that they hadn't broken through. I'm like, all right, well, you got this year, sister. She's like, yeah, we need a breakthrough this year. We need a breakthrough. And then they go win the title. Oh, dear. And her competitiveness even comes into play in trivia games. (laughs) That's right. Isn't that a sign of being great in athletics that there's a competitiveness that is kind of otherworldly? Oh, yeah. It was the common denominator for sure on the soccer team. Mm. I mean, you would do anything to win that three-on-three practice scrimmage that meant nothing <laughs> to the point of tears. 
<laughs> it's like so ridiculous when you look back. You're like, God, what was wrong with me? I was possessed. But you do. But it is a common denominator. You are, you're hungry. You want more. That's what separates the good from the great, in my opinion. For this episode, we felt it necessary to do some clarifications in the close here. Tie up some loose ends. What do we got? The first one is actually defining ASMR. <laughs> it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Oh, exactly what I thought it stood for. Right. I would say I pr- was pretty close in my definition of it. Here's the mm-hmm. definition I found. It is a feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp and down the back of the neck as experienced by some people in response to a specific gentle stimulus, often a particular sound. Some of the most common sounds include whispers, white noise, lip smacking, chewing, tapping, scratching, and crinkling. Wait, but you said it's a a good feeling. I thought it was something that annoyed the hell out of you. No? I think it could go either way. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, I would like to think my donut chewing really is a good feeling for people. But I'm going to guess in my whispered tone, it's not. I'm whispering. (laughs) Do you have a bottle you can tap right now? Okay, what's your second clarification? Good Lord, we have gone off the rails. Crocs, going back to the game. Oh, yes. Oh, come on, please tell me it's plastic and I would have won this whole game. Oh, was this a point of contention? And as the game show host, creator, producer, I did drop the ball on this because Crocs are not made of plastic. Oh, gosh. I know. According to the company's website, they are made of the company's proprietary closed-cell resin, Crosslight. Mm. Mm. So there you go. Proprietary. That's why Proprietary. Mm-hmm. Crosslight is even trademarked. Mm. Do it. you remember jelly shoes from the 1980s? Oh, yes. Love those. Rocked those all the time. Those were made of plastic. Oh, you got them confused. Okay. All right, questions permitted, Lynn. Julie, this week's question comes from CJ Maloney, a friend of ours, friend of the podcast. CJ! CJ was wondering if you could only wear one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. A Santa onesie. (laughs) With the belt and the hat. It all comes. It all comes as the onesie. I mean, imagine rocking that all the time. Izzy said, Mom, you cannot get that. I said, what? What do you mean? I'm going to wear this every damn day for the rest of my life. Did you? Do you have one? Yeah, I got it. Please send me a picture. Okay, what's yours? I have said that if it were socially acceptable, I would still wear the uniform I wore in high school. I went to an all-girls school. Our uniform was a blue skirt, a white top. I'm very proud that I wore the same blue skirt all four years. 
Oh, that's awesome. That does it for us. Thank you for our dope village for listening. We love all of the comments you send our way. So please continue to hit us up on social media and hashtag it laughter permitted. Also, just a reminder, a gentle reminder, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a comment on our Apple podcast page. Helps us out a ton. And thank you to those listening over on Spotify or iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe to us there as well. As always, a big thanks to Kate Diaz for our theme music. She's a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alum. Check her music out. And as always, remember, kids, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. You were the what? On the next thing smoking. All right, don't forget to check out another great podcast. That's what she said with Sarah Spain. This week, Sarah chats with comedian Robert Smigel about his career in comedy, his favorite SNL sketches, and his new podcast. Download and subscribe to That's What She Said wherever you get your podcasts.